Dungeons and Dragons has never been this outrageous. A group of friends bound together to make a cast of misfit characters dropped in a world of chaos. Mystery and reckless attacks, horror and comedy, a mixture of storytelling, dice gremlins, and a sprinkle of bugbear. Every season, a new monstrosity awakes these dumbasses. Welcome to Dumbasses and Dragons, a D&D podcast starring four friends and their pet bugbear, Dan. A homebroom campaign by our DM, Liz. That's me! This is a horror comedy D&D setting in the world of Mulheim, a large country made up of many city-states packed to the brim with nightmares and magic. This campaign follows a band of misfits named The Gauntlet. <laughs> Who are those guys? On the way to unify the country under their banner. Not for long. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Any broken rules? They were sacrificed for the betterment of the story. I apologize immensely. As a growing podcast, we hope to envelop... Envelop. Envelop you in our arms. Our loving, loving arms. And evolve and grow with our community. Allowing us to upgrade equipment and better our recording studio. Help us follow our ridiculous dreams and follow the podcast along. Thank you. And please, sit back, relax, and enjoy a very special episode as we come upon the last few episodes of season one. (laughs) And without any further ado. Long, long ago, in a kingdom much like every other, there was once a king. He was just like his father and his brothers. Fair hair, the color of gold, eyes blue enough to make the ocean shameful and a long scar along their spine. You see, because he started it all, the first king, he held the realm in his hand, young and supple, and decided it should hold life. We grew the plants, a tree in each kingdom taller than the mountains, glistening like his aura. Those trees, they pumped life into the ground beneath, becoming the first gifts to each of the four kingdoms. The second was a name, each in a language only the heavens can pronounce. Then he gave each kingdom a piece of him. He took four hairs off of his beautiful head and buried them in the earth next to his holy trees. Out grew four kings, his sons. And one by one they rose entire races of creatures from the earth. The realm fluttered to life, then those sons found wives to bear children of their own, and so the first king, the original father, ascended into the skies to provide the most important gift of all, light. The realm prospered and grew, garnering the attention from other realms for being full of light and life and hope. Even the realms full of shadows and pain and death. Death crawled in through the shadows and gave even their own creatures to the kingdom as a gift. Those shadows grew in the form of monsters and power. Soon, a beautifully hideous woman made of shadows walked the land. It was the woman made of shadows who caught the eye of our king. So kind and hopeful and fair our king. He fell instantly in love, her smile inviting, her eyes full of rubies. Then the unthinkable thing happened. He married that woman, made of shadows, her secret tucked 
into her very blood, the shadows beneath her skin, she began to bestow her own gifts upon the realm. Creatures of misfortune, of evil and deceit, they walked among the people of this realm like they were destined to live here. The queen bestowed her last gift in the way of a son. The king was beside himself in glee, a son who looked just like him, but wore the same ruby eyes of his beloved. His son grew up strong and smart, fast as the wind and sharper than broken glass. The queen's betrayal did not go unnoticed. The father wept from the heavens as he illuminated the shadows the best he could. There was not a thing that he could do to push them back, unless unless he could change the very shadows themselves and so the father shone his glorious glow upon the earth and from the shadows under his endless beams grew a golden hero a savior of his realm that would purify the world of all shadows and deceit and ruin brought to the realm by the queen and her ilk and the father he gave her a name Elith. <clears throat> um, I don't remember it like that. The way mommy tells a story is much better. Let me, let me rewind for you all. She says, well, mommy says, that she fell through a large open hole in the scary place long, long ago. A place full of pain and shadows. A place where there is no light. But when she came home for the first time, all she could see was light. Sunshine and trees and flowers. Lilies and roses were her favorite. That's where she met him. In the middle of a rose garden, reading a book, he looked up at her and she fell in love. He was like sunshine in a pair of velvet pants. She used to say his smile was the biggest thing she'd ever seen. And mommy was happy for a really long time. He was a kind king. You see, Daddy was the eldest of four kings. All of them were cousins, children of brothers, and Daddy married Mommy in that rose garden and filled the whole castle with rose bushes just to make her smile. I remember seeing lilies in her window all the time. He used to go out just to pick her one every day. Then mommy gave birth to Braxis, and daddy was so happy. Braxis looks just like daddy. I mean, you should really see him. Except you can definitely see mommy in his smile. Braxis is the biggest, strongest of everyone. He used to spin me around in the air for ages. Daddy sent him to the same school he went to. And, you know, maybe a school I would have gone to if, you know, it was still here. And Braxis came back every summer so much bigger and stronger. I remember when things were happy and hopeful and mommy wanted to give every person in the realm a chance at happiness. She hired Marcus as the right hand of the queen and court mage. Marcus never, never used to hide his true face. You know, when he's all purpley and tentacly and, you know, he, he used to wear black silk, like the finest silk that the realm could make and he used to wear gold buttons and walk around and you could hear his boots click against the floor he was dressed like royalty just like mommy wanted him to and then elith arrived daddy and elith spoke a lot 
in hushed voices. Whenever she was around, Daddy didn't have time for me, and he didn't write Braxis back at work, at school. He didn't write him at all. And Mommy slept on the East Wing with me. But Daddy never came to bed after that. He grew dark, like he was mad at something. Then the fights began. First in Milheim, then in Ilma. People couldn't agree on stuff. They began to fight each other in the streets. That's when Daddy began to send people to jail in Varanus. And I never saw them again. They were some of my best friends. Servants of mommies. Anyone who looked different or acted strange. According to him. And he and Marcus got into a fight once. And Mommy told him to stop. But it was Mommy who held Marcus's hand as Daddy stormed away. I think... I think if Mommy hadn't stepped in... Daddy would have arrested Marcus for nothing. Then the fights came home, and Mommy never smiled. Riot started up randomly, and the sun stopped shining again. That's when Elith ruined everything. I was locked in my room for a long time, but Marcus didn't know about the scrying stone Mommy hid in the closet for safekeeping. Marcus said I would be safe, but I worried about him, and Mommy had already taught me how to use it. So, I sat in the closet and I watched for a long time. Elith and her people ripped everything apart. I watched from the stone as Mommy fought Daddy with Marcus's help. I watched Mommy cry as she placed a curse on him. Then Marcus took his head underneath the apple tree in the courtyard. I watched Marcus try to save Mommy, but it's almost like she let Elith banish her. I can still hear her say she loves me. Then I watched from my room as Marcus stood on the walls of Binder, and Praxis was shoved into that stupid tree. It's that same stupid tree Daddy took us to every spring for Blessing Day. Praxis, he screamed and he fought, but there was too many, and they locked him in the tree. And then Marcus came back for me, and when I cried myself to sleep, I begged for someone to make it stop hurting. So something did. And I forgot for a long time until now.